So good to be with you today. Happy New Year, 2022. I haven't missed, I haven't written down 2021 yet, so I'm happy about that. All right, 2022, and I'm excited. I'm going to be um, preaching out of the book of Psalms, um, Psalms chapter 1, and the title of today's message is The Path to a Blessed Life. The, pla- the Path to a Blessed Life. I almost said blessed uh, life. The, ha- the life, the path to a blessed life, Psalm 1. And, um, and we're going to be digging through that today. And my idea is this, is really, I want to start with this question that I see in this book is, I mean, in this chapter is, who's blessed, right? If you just glance at that first part of the psalm, say, blessed is the one. Who, who's blessed? And that's the, that's the question we want to answer today. And what does that blessing look like? And um, in preparing for this, I was thinking, what, what, uh, what would be a good message for the first day of the new year? And I was praying, thinking, and um, I just kept getting brought to this passage. And uh, it's, this passage is wonderful because it's an introduction to the book of Psalms, right? It wasn't by accident that this psalm made it here. It's a, it's a great introduction to the whole book. It teaches you how to, how to view the rest of what's going to be written. And even, I would say, it's a great introduction to the Bible itself. And it's going to talk about uh, the law and, and what the law is and, or why, what do we do with the law, God's law. And law, right, we're going to see law a lot in the Bible. It really means instruction. That's what law means. In, in Hebrew, it means instruction. And it was used, the word law was used for the first five books of the Bible. That's kind of its title, law or Torah. But if you look at it's used for the whole of the Bible as well. It's used a lot as a title, law. And so that's, that's the way we're going to view it is um, this law of God, this, this book of God, the Bible itself, right? This, that's what we're going to be looking at, and what's that role in our, in our lives? And who here has ever used MapQuest? I can't raise my hand for this. <laughs> yeah, MapQuest. Listen, you guys are the real troopers, man. You guys are the real deal. I was driving from Washington, D.C. up to um, back home this week, and uh, we were driving through New York City, and not even like downtown New York City, just like over the George Washington Bridge, right? Kind of the outskirts. And I'm jumping from lane to lane. Rachel's like, over there, over there. And we're going all over the place. And, and um, it's scary. And I was, I, we were talking, we we're like, imagine, imagine if uh, we had to use MapQuest. We're like appreciating our parents when they'd be like freaking out in the car and we'd be in the backseat as kids. Mom, dad, wrong way. You know, and they're like, Dad, go this way. Because before, before GPS, you just got to gotta look at the, the right? I'm, I'm talking as somebody who hasn't done this. But it, you got to look at the, at the different signs, or you got to look at the different streets on the map, and then you got to search all of the different, um, all, you got to search all the different things out there, right? All the different signs and whatnot. And what I was thinking about was, what if, what if when you had MapQuest, what would happen if you rolled down your window and by accident, the map flew out the, flew out the window? All of your instructions flew out the window, like, you would have no hope. You'd, you'd be done, man. That's just, that's a bad day, right? Or what if, this is kind of, this is malicious, but what if, what if one of your kids snuck in a different, snuck in a different map quest that brought them to Disney World, you know? Or, or what, what if you decided that you didn't need the map quest and you could just figure it out on your own, right? Probably wouldn't end pretty well. It wouldn't end well at all. That'd be bad, right? Because the instructions are needed in order to get to the goal, Right? And so in our lives, what are the instructions? I think this is what the psalmist is getting at. What are the instructions that you follow? What's the influence of your life? What are the, the guiding principles that you're going to follow? They're going to lead you to the goal. And what is the goal? 
you know? I think many times we walk through life without even wondering what is the goal of all this. And so that's what the psalmist is gonna get at here is who is this one who's blessed? Someone who, who has a blessed life. I think they're reaching the goal. They're, they're going after the goal. And so that's, that's how we start out. I'm gonna read the whole psalm and then I'm gonna dig in verse by verse. And he says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord knows the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked will perish, right? And just jumping into this first verse, blessed is the man. Well, that's what my translation says, but it's totally um, appropriate to say, blessed is the one, or blessed, you could say, is him or her. Blessed is the one. Well, that automatically makes us ask the question, who is, who is this one, right? It doesn't give a name, it says one. Who is this person? And then right away, he jumps into describing who this person is. But these first three lines, they're not gonna describe the positive, they're gonna describe from the negative. What isn't this person, right? Who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, right? It's a large, it's a large description of what this person is not. Sometimes the best way to understand what something is is to know what it's not, right? It's describing the limitations, the, 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 the area that it's not in, right? So who, who is this person not? Gives three different things. Walking, standing, and sitting, right? With the wicked, the sinners, and the scoffers, right? Some, some scholars will say that you're going from walking, right? Walking to standing to sitting. And, and they think that this might be showing the progression of how sin takes hold. And it's at first just a glance. And then you get more comfortable. And then, it, then, it's, then it's your surroundings. It's your area. And I think that's a good way. Another way that they, they describe it is that the walking, standing, and sitting may describe the totality of how sin takes over your life. It's not just one area, but in walking, standing, sitting with sinners and wicked and the scoffers, it, it takes over the whole thing. And, and really what the psalmist is giving is, Who's the influence that's in their life? Because that's, that's what he's gonna get at right here, is who, who, who is influencing this person? What, what are their surroundings? What are the people that are around them? What, what's, their, what's their relation with them? Standing, sitting, walking with the sinners, the wicked, and the scoffers. And he's describing, this person is not here. You will not find the blessed person here. You will not find this blessed one in this place. This is not the location of them. And then verse two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. I love, I love the switch in verbs. If you look at those first three verbs, right? Walking, standing, sitting. Those are, those are cool verbs, those are nice. But then you get to delighting. Now he's delighting, right? It's one thing just to view. It's one thing to, to be in, in in proximity to something, but it's another thing to delight in something, right? It's not just there, it's, it's, it's in you, it's, it's what you desire, right? That word delight is often translated also as willing, it's a willingness, right? It's a desire to take part in, right? This delighting, this willingness. And what, is they de what are they delighting in? 
right? Not, not, the, not the counsel of the wicked, but the law of the Lord, right? It's not just the laws of the land, but it's the law of the Lord. And again, that word law means not just rules and regulations, although it's included in that, it means the instructions of God, right? In this, in this Israelite context, they would really be thinking about all of, the, all of they had of the Old Testament at that time, probably all the way up to this psalm is what they would have, probably from Genesis to the book of Psalms. They probably wouldn't have the prophets yet. This might be David writing, but they would have all of these different things. This is in the instructions of God. They would be thinking about the covenants which gave the terms of the relationship, thinking about the history of God's doings of, of through Israel and through Canaan and, and then into, uh, into the promised land and, and all of now that the history is coming forth with uh, David himself, with the kings. And, and what they're viewing is, when it says delighting in the law, they're delighting in this history, this instruction, this inspired word of God, which you find right here in this Bible. And we can say that we don't just have up to the book of Psalms, Thank goodness, we have all the way up to the book of Revelation, and we have the fulfillment of it all, which is incredible. Many of them didn't, ha- they didn't have that until time of, after Jesus with John. And so now we get to this point, and his delight is in the law of the Lord, this, this willingness, this desire, this excitement to have the instructions of God. There's a lot of instructions out there. You can watch a million hours of YouTube and you can learn everything. I learned how to tie a tie at like 12 years old on YouTube. You can do anything on YouTube. You can learn anything. But where are you gonna learn the instructions of God? Where where are you gonna get this delighting in something that's not just leading to how to tie a tie, but how to live your life in every situation, every scenario you get it from, right? The law of the Lord, the instructions of the Lord, the instructions of God. And then he goes on, he says, and on his law, he meditates day and night. I love this, day and night, right? Not that the only thing in our mind is the law of the Lord. I don't, I don't, I don't do anything but the law of the Lord. I haven't, I haven't looked outside in five years. All I've done is right here. No, no, he's saying, I'm delighting day and night in the law of the Lord. I'm meditating day and night in the law of the Lord. Not that this is the only thing I do, but it's what I do in action. I don't just read, I, I live, right? I, I, I act it out. And this idea of meditating, right? This, in, in, in the Hebrew, in the original language, meditating is, is not just thinking in your mind about something or, or trying to think about nothing, but meditating is ruminating. It's, it's, it's grabbing hold of, it's wrestling with an idea. It's for the... For the Hebrews, they, they would read out loud. They wouldn't read in their mind. And so when they would read, it would sound something probably like this. It would be like, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. And they would memorize long, long periods of, of uh, scripture. And I can just picture them throughout their day, probably just quoting scripture under their breath, right? Love your neighbor as yourself, right? All these different things, probably just throughout the day, this, this just this meditating, this, this hum, this hum of God's word, this hum of, of application, this, this hum of, of delighting in the word, which is, which is going throughout their lives, right? One, I read this one thing, it, it's like a, it sounds like a, uh, like a stream going down through, through a valley, this just, this, just this, this, this life song throughout one's life of God's word, meditating day and night. I thought about 
how am I going to meditate day and night? What does this look like? What is this delight that I have in God's, in God's law, in his word? Well, I thought it's like when I go home and after a long day, maybe worked a lot or maybe I did a lot of hiking and I get home and I got to do the dishes. I'm going to meditate on God's word. All right, I'm gonna be patient and do these dishes. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be good and do these dishes. Or, or maybe there's a struggle at work and there's a disagreement. I'm gonna meditate on God's word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be patient and understanding. I'm not gonna back down, but I'm not going to, I'm not gonna let things go. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna make a huge deal out of this. Or, or at school when I'm overwhelmed, or, or, or maybe at work when the workload goes too, is too large. I'm gonna meditate, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be calm and, and understand that God is at work in my life and, and he's helping me through. And, and I'm gonna start just remembering his scriptures that he's always with me and has a plan for my life and he'll never give me too much that I can't bear and, and that he's, he's along for the ride and he's guiding me through this. I'm, I'm gonna be meditating on all the things that I've read and all the things I've been taught and I'm gonna be just allowing that to hum through my life life, just this hum, this constant hum of God's word moving through my heart, moving through my mind, moving through my lips. It's going to be this, this life song that I have, and I'm delighting in his law. Right? I thought about, have you ever dropped, right before, right before you needed a direction while you were driving, and you were glued, you were glued to the direction. Somebody might be, was giving you step by step everything you needed to do, but right before the biggest turn of your trip, the biggest direction that you needed. Maybe there's five different options you can take. You drop, you drop the phone, right? Have you ever dropped the phone right before you needed to take a direction? That is the scariest feeling. And you're like, I gotta be there in 10 minutes and this is gonna take me 30 minutes out of the way if I don't get this right. And you drop the phone. And now everybody's scrambling for the phone. Maybe it fell in between the seat in the console, and now you're reaching with everything you got. You're, you're, you might be getting scratched with all the different coins that you drop down there and everything, and you finally, you get it out just in time, right? You just glance at it, and you, you jump three lanes over to get in the right spot. I know I'm not, maybe I'm a bad driver, but you've probably been there too with me, and, and what I pictured is when I have that phone after I just dropped it, man, I'm holding tight to that phone because I need that to get there. I, I'm delighting in that phone, right? That, that's, that's the image that I see with God's word. When, when I'm getting to these decisions, when I'm like, God, what do you want from my life? What am I supposed to do in this circumstance? Lord, maybe, maybe there's something where something's gone wrong and, and I have to speak up against something, or, or maybe there's something that, that, that is just troubling and I have to confront somebody. Lord, what am I supposed to do? Or or Lord, what am I supposed to do with my life? What's the next step? Do I go to college? Do I go into the trades? Do I, all these different things. There's a thousand decisions to make. And I just begin to meditate. You begin to meditate. And that, that hum of God's word, that hum of his instructions, moving and, and acting and, and you're, you're maybe speaking it out loud. You're, you're, you're thinking it in your mind. And, and, and you begin to pick up the phone, right? And you're, you're going on to the right track. Right, you're looking at the instructions that he's given and you're delighting, holding on to him because that's the only way you'll get there. Right? This is the blessed person. This is the blessed one, the one who delights in the instruction and the law of God. And then I love verse three because now he's gonna describe what this blessing um, really looks like. It says he is like, he being the blessed person, the one who delights in, in the instruction of God, he's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, 
and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Right? He's like a tree planted by streams of water. I love, I love to go hunting, and I go, I'm not a great hunter, but I, I like I'm sitting, I sit in the woods, and I go, and I'm in the woods, and I'm looking, I look for a good tree, I put my tree stand in, and I might walk 20, 30 minutes through all kinds of brush and stuff until I find a tree, and where I hunt, there's a lot of small trees, I notice, a lot of small oak trees, never, never any big ones that I can actually go up into, and then one day I was walking, and I was like, oh, you know what, I'm going to go, I've never been over here, so I start walking, and um, I get to this area, and it's a little bit mossy, and I notice the ground is really wet, and I look up, and I just start seeing these massive oak trees. I've never seen bigger oak trees in, the, in this part of the woods I've been. I'm like, this is incredible. These are three times the size of the other ones. I'm like, oh, you know why? Because they're right next to the water. They, they have everything they need right here. Those roots, they don't need to go across the forest to get water. These roots, are they, they have everything they need. They're nourished, right? And so he says... This blessed person who delights in the instruction of the Lord is planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. Right, this tree, it's planted. Right, this word planted doesn't mean it just randomly got here, but it was purposely put next to this stream of water. Right, when, when you have God's word in your life, it's not by accident, it's intentional. And, and you're, you're able to grow these roots of your life, the roots of, of all the things you believe, and they're, they're digging deep down, and they're, they're maybe reaching at the, at the stream, and they're getting this direct nourishment, and, and the water's filling them up, and this tree grows more than other trees can, which don't have water. In Israel, they lived in a desert climate. They didn't see many trees, probably, which were able to, to grow to their full potential. But imagine after walking through a desert, coming to a stream, and there's trees all over the place growing because of the nourishment that they have. God's word in your life is nourishment which will allow you to grow strong, right? Firm, it doesn't, it doesn't wither. The, the leaves don't fall, right? In the hardest of times, no matter the storm, no matter the pain, no matter the fear, right? The tree stands, your, your faith stands, your life stands, your hope stands, your, your love stands. Why? Because of what it's connected to. The tree, it's not strong because of what it gives itself. It's strong because of what the stream gives it. We're strong not because of ourselves or because of all the things we can do. We're strong if, if we're connected in, right? If we're, if we're allowing the, the nourishment of God, right? Just like a tree grows, our, our faith and our life grows. If not, then we see verse four. But the wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Right? They, the wicked only get one line, one line. Look how much that the tree gets, that the righteous get. They get one, two, three, four. They get like five lines, right? Because the description, it doesn't need much to show. Because it's not about what they have, it's about what they lack. They lack the strength, they have the chaff. They're like chaff. Chaff, right? I looked it up. Chaff is a uh, shell of a seed. I love eating sunflower seeds. And, right, you throw the sunflower seed in, Right, you bite it, you eat the seed, you spit the, you spit the shell out. Dude, the, psalm, the psalmist was not playing around. He was like, you, the, the righteous are like a tree, but the chaff, they're like, I mean, the, the wicked, they're like what you spit out of your mouth when you're done eating what you want. Right? The chaff, what they would actually do in Israel is, they would, uh, and actually any ancient agricultural uh, 
uh, society, they would, they would beat the wheat, right? Get, all, the, get all, the, um, all of the different seeds out of the wheat so they can make flour. And then they would throw it up in the air and the chaff would actually blow with the wind and the seeds would fall because they're heavier. And so you have this picture of how the chaff, they're just movable, they're, they're drivable, they're, they're unwanted, they're thrown out into the air to be, to be gone where nobody will ever remember, right? The chaff, they have nothing to produce, they're dead, they're, they're movable, they have no strength, right? A tree grows strong, gives fruit, right? The righteous person's life, like a tree, will produce these, these different effects, Beautiful relationships because of the love that they, they have from Christ, right, from God. They will, they will produce beautiful communities where there's sacrificial love and there's, there's helping in need and, and there's, there's friendships that grow. But, but the chaff, the wicked, when they're not tapped into the stream, they're movable. When, when storms come, when, when painful life events happen, they're going this way with the wind. And when something else bad happens, they go this way with the wind. And the wind just continually blows and there's no stability and there's no hope and there's no, there's no principle, guiding principle. But it's just this, all right, this idea sounds good for now. And then down there, this way, this idea sounds good for now. I'm gonna listen to this influencer on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, whatever else there is. And then, and then when that fails, I'm gonna follow this person's ideology and back and forth. And they continually don't work out and they don't, they don't win. But the person who's planted in the word of God, the book which has lasted millennium, couple millennium, that person is like a tree planted because it's connected to the, the source. It's connected to the life giver, right? This, this idea of chaff. And it, we all probably know what it's like to be like chaff, to be blown, hoping in something that doesn't work out, maybe hoping in a job that doesn't work maybe hoping in a relationship that doesn't work, hoping in, in, in maybe a, an influencer that doesn't work, hoping in maybe a, a government that doesn't work, hoping in, in, in something that, that's supposed to give me everything I need but fails, that can't supply it all, that can't, that can't fulfill my heart's desires, which can't make me happy at every moment, every day, which can't meet my needs when I need it most, but when I'm connected to the source, when I'm connected to the stream, when I'm connected to the life giver, right? When I'm connected to the instructions of God, I have what I need and I can grow, right? That, that's what the psalmist is getting across. In verse five, therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. And then verse six, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish, right? In verse three, he said that the righteous person, the blessed person, the person who follows the instructions of God will live a prosperous life. Does that mean a perfect life where you'll, you'll become a billionaire and you'll have everything you ever needed? Probably not. What it means is that you'll have rich relationships. You'll have a loving community that surrounds you. You'll, you'll have a hard work ethic. You'll have, you'll have principles and morals that will guide you to make the right decisions in hard circumstances. Right? You, you'll have a prosperous life in that it's not maybe the prosperity in the sense of money and wealth, though that might be an effect, but it, it's, it's prosperity in the sense of a blessed life, right? And, and I think that verse five really, it touches on, it touches on those who, who say, 
I, I've tried my best to follow the instructions of God, and yet I've still found a lot of struggle, hardship, and pain. Because people, not, it doesn't always work out. And, and, and times can become extremely hard. And you wonder, God, where are you? What, what are you doing? And I think verse five answers that. Because he, he explains it in the negative that the wicked will not stand in the judgment, but it also means that the righteous will stand in the judgment. That those who are devoted to the law and delight in his law will stand in the judgment, meaning that they will be vindicated. Meaning that though this life may have been hard and painful because of their devotion to God, because of their trust in, in what he was doing in their lives, the future does hold what they've truly been seeking, though it's not in this life. Right? He, he's showing that life is, is just a moment, but in the judgment, in, in, the, in the end, in, in the next, there still is hope for those who've, who've trusted and they've been, they've been following these words, they've been following his law. And then for those who don't, it leaves it that they won't stand in the judgment and that they won't be in the congregation of the righteous, right? And those are scary words to hear and know, but that's why he wrote them, so that we would know. Verse six, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous. This word knows, um, it's not just knowledge, head knowledge, but it's, it's a relationship knowledge. It's intimacy, the word know. It, it, it's showing the affection. One, some translations will say the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. Right? He, he understands. He, he's, he's, he's giving his affections. These people are living in the light and they're living in, in God's, God's dwelling. They're living under God's shadow. They're, they're, they're here with God. He knows their situation. He knows the path they're on. He knows them. Right? But the way of the wicked will perish, similar to a chaff floating through the wind Right, the hopes of this world, the hopes of, of significance and, and success in a worldly sense will never satisfy right, our desires of our heart, but it will perish. I thought of, we went to the Smithsonian this week and I saw Egyptian mummies and I saw uh, all kinds of amazing um, special jewelry from different past kings and stuff. And, and I, I usually don't read that much. I just look at the pictures and stuff. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm eyeballing here. But, and, and you see all these different amazing things from different kingdoms and different ancient civilizations. And then you look around and you realize that they had to dig through 20 feet of dirt to find these things because those people are gone. They're dead and their civilization is dead too. All the money that Rome had, all the money that, that, that the, the Greeks had, all the money that, that the Egyptian had is buried and we're just looking for it because it's, it's done. Right? It didn't last. It didn't make it. And maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't the, the, the funnest thing to say, but I think in 3,000 years, unless the Lord comes, people might be digging up the United States and saying, oh my goodness, this is an iPhone. Right? And they'll, they'll look at these different artifacts because... This isn't going to last either, right? The only thing that's going to last, the only thing that won't perish is the way of following the instructions of God. Why? Because he's the one who gave them. He's the life source. And if we're not plugged into the stream, if, if the roots aren't digging deep into the nourishment that he gives, we can't grow like the tree, which the leaf doesn't wither, but we become like the chaff, right? And, and that's what he's showing is 
is that this introduction to the book of Psalms, what you'll find in the next 150 chapters and what you'll find in, in the books that came before it, in the laws and, and in the historical and in the writings is what you'll find is that the instructions of God will last. We went to the Bible Museum too when I was in Washington and it was so cool like seeing these different Bibles that like Martin Luther had and, and uh, Erasmus wrote and all these amazing books that these, like, these theologians and Christian leaders throughout 2,000 years have, have done. And, and I was like, wow, that's incredible. But what I realized that was so cool to see those Bibles in a, in a, uh, inside the glass box because of the people who held them, right? Because they're not here anymore. But I thought, if they just put any old Bible inside that box, it would be kind of strange, right? Because I have it. I read it. I know it. it it's right here. Because this isn't a relic, right? This isn't, this isn't, a, a, this isn't a treasure from a past broken civilization. But this is, this is the living word which which is still the stream of life, which the roots dig deep and they lift us up and they grow through us, right? It leads us to a life which might not be perfect, but blessed, right? That, that's this life, that's this path. And in 2022, you might be wondering, what's the next step, right? I remember being um, 18 at a crossroads. Maybe you're at a crossroads this year and you have to make decisions. I remember being 18 and wondering, God, what do you have for my life? What am I gonna do? And I was looking at everything. I wanted to be um, a welder. I wanted to be in the Air Force. I wanted to do, I wanted to do a bunch of things, right? And they all didn't really work out. And I was like, God, what do you, what do you want for my life? What, what's the decision that I have to make? And I think instead of just chasing a career, instead of just tra- chasing a dream, or instead of just chasing uh, something in this life which will, might, might give me some fulfillment. If I had just looked and said, God, I just, I just wanna live out your word. I just wanna chase after your word. I just wanna delight in your word and follow your instructions. I think all those things would've came even more smoothly. Because I think the goal of life isn't just to see how far we can go, but it's to see how close we can come to the Lord, how close we can come to his book how close we can follow his instructions and know that he knows the way of the righteous, right? The, the rest will follow. It says that we'll have a prosperous life and the fact that we'll build amazing relationships and, and we'll work hard and, and we'll, we'll have this community and we'll, we'll enjoy our lives because of the things that really matter, but that, become, that comes because of the life-giving waters that he has. And so in those tough decisions, I'd say, Chase after dreams and, and, and chase your career or, or go to that next thing. That's great. But before that, follow the instructions that he's given. Follow the word that he's given. Make that your greatest delight. Is that my greatest delight? Do I cling to God's word? Do I cling to what he's given me to know? Because he, he's given that to us. And then this last thing that I want to share is... Who's, who's, who has lived this blessed life? Who is this person who's blessed? Who's the one who can say that they've done all of this, that they've followed the instructions of God perfectly? Because as I was reading this, although it's so encouraging, there comes a point where I realize, all right, I have, I have walked once or twice in the counsel of the wicked, maybe more. I, I have stood in the way of sinners, and, and maybe I have sat in the seat of scoffers. 
right? There's been times where maybe I didn't follow this up. And by maybe, I mean definitely, right? And, And what we see is this, that if we judge this chapter, if we judge this law against our lives, we would probably find that we haven't lived up to what it's actually said, right? And so then we come to this point where we say, well, then will I stand in the judgment or will I, will I, and will I be with the congregation of the righteous? And, and it honestly might even get scary where you realize, okay, this was an encouraging word, but now I'm realizing this might not have been written for me. I might not live up to this. I might not be following these instructions. Lord, I've made mistakes. I've done what's wrong. I've been like the chaff. I've been the wicked. I am the wicked. Lord, I failed to follow your word. I've acted in selfishness instead of sacrificial love. Lord, Lord, what what is this word for? And, And then we understand that the blessed one, blessed is the man, blessed is the one, blessed is Christ. Blessed is Jesus who, who actually lived the Psalm 1 life, who can say that, that he, he didn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. He never stood in the way of sinners. He never sat in the seat of scoffers. He always delighted in the instructions of God. He always, he always did what was right. He always was meditating on it day and night, soaking it in, allowing it to, to be his every single decision never messing up once, living the blameless life, the perfect life. It's only him. He's the only one who can say he is truly the only blessed one, the blessed man. It's Christ. But he did it. He lived this Psalm 1 life. He, he followed every instruction, every, every iota of the law, right? He followed everything that it gave. Why? So that then he could die and do it in our place. What we see in Psalm 1, and then also through understanding the New Testament, is that Christ came to live this Psalm 1 life because we couldn't. He, he, he did it in our place, and when he died, he became the substitute for us. His life, he didn't just die for our sins, but he lived for our sins. He lived it perfectly so that it would be put in our place. And everything you've ever done wrong and everything that you're guilty of has been taken away because of his innocence and because of his sacrifice. And we can rest in him and we can stand in the judgment and we can stand with the congregation of the righteous because he's given us righteousness. He's become our righteousness. And that's our hope. And he knows the way of the righteous. And as we understand his forgiveness and the sacrifice he made for us and how through the power of the spirit we walk doing our best to live in his example following this out knowing that though we will never live this out perfectly as we do it in faith knowing that he's already done it for us we live it out as an example we live it out as an act of love we live it out because he's done it for us Jesus has done it And so the worship team can come up. Who do you follow? Who is your source? Who is your influence? 2022, I'm hoping for a great year, but beyond that, I'm hoping for a year where I just dig into God's instruction and I know it like I've never known it before, that it becomes this humming throughout my life, this this constant meditation day and night 
that God's word is leading me. He's guiding me. As I make decisions that I might be scared to make, I rest and know that he's the one I depend on. It's his instruction, right? It's his way, right? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's given it to us. So I'm gonna pray. Father, Lord, we love you, Lord. We look to you. Lord, there's so many paths to follow in this life. There's so many decisions to make. And we wonder, Lord, what do I do? What, where do I go next? What am I supposed to do? Do I just follow everything I want? Or, or do I do what they want? And then we come to this place and realize, God, it's what you want. Lord, we look to you. Lord, I pray that your word would become a meditation in our hearts, God. That, Lord, we would, we would soak it in and, and dig our roots down into the stream, Lord. That, Lord, we wouldn't be moved like chaff in the wind. God, we would be steady, that we would be strong because of your strength. Lord, bless your people today. Fill us up to overflow in your love, to overflow in your truth. Walk with us. Help us know that there's forgiveness and that by putting our faith in you, Lord, you give us your righteousness. You save us. You are so good, Lord. We look to you in your wonderful name. Amen.